we talk about North Park, Rich, with you? That was a great, uh, was a great time. No, well, yeah, yeah. It was well, like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We just recently ago. went and did a crawl. Oh no, tell me about it. What, what'd you hit up? A lot. Yeah, we kind yeah. of we we did we did hit up. Um, I know you like Rip Current. Rip Current. Yeah, I have yeah. your sticker. At my Which house. actually, I have your sticker. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess I buy a sticker at everyone. That is oh, yeah. been losing sleep over. And Rip Current. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, Rip Current also was very notable. Noticeable, the or notable, excuse me. The the beer was very good. Oh, but they had I think it was habanero soaked pickles, and they were fantastic. they were incredibly good. They, they were, were you they didn't was, die. They were so good, but they were they were they, they were, were insane. They were so no, we did hot. die. That was the problem because we all <laughs> sat there like is. forcing pickles. We, we down would our eat them and be like, oh my god, even oh my like, god, oh my like, god. Larry has a high tolerance for spice, like much yeah. more than me. We were all just like, this hurts so bad, but I want to eat I them because I want to eat them all because they were so good. It was so fresh. Yep. Oh man, that was great. That sounds awesome. And we there's got a, there's a habanero that's been, uh, or like a hybrid of, of a habanero and some other pepper that's been produced in like New York or something like that, somewhere on the East Coast that um, apparently smells and tastes like a habanero, but it's not nearly as spicy. Oh, like it's oh very interesting. That. Now that's really. amazing. So yeah, yeah, I would love to try because that. that's, yeah, that's the nice habanero flavor, flavor mm-hmm. is so good, but so it is good. it is oh, so hot though. Yeah, but the flavor is fantastic. The uh, bravado of of rib curd to just give oh, you a whole bowl man. filled with just full pickles. That it was were great. Soaked in it was really great. They were great. We yeah. had a good time. And we also got to try a lot of milkshake IPAs. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because we just done that episode. So we definitely got a milkshake IPA at North Park Brewing. North Park Beer yes. Company. Fantastic. And it was good. Fall Brewing. I feel like I've mentioned these a lot before because I love the San Diego places. Uh, Pariah is Pariah. fantastic. Rip Current's great. What was the one that we didn't... Oh, wait. Maybe we shouldn't say we didn't love it, but... It was. I mean, no, they had one. It was one. Something was really good, but we did. It was. I don't know. Well, they had. There was a maple. There was a maple beer that wasn't quite as yeah, delicious as it, it should have been. been. We won't say that. Yeah, name. We I won't. know the name, but I won't say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's um, good. it went by Belching Beaver, which I think is like Belching Beaver. a specific. Belching Beaver was fun. <laughs> it's a, a specific approach to beer that I I kind of like in the middle of trying mm-hmm. a bunch of other beers. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll have a Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout in the middle of everything. Oh, uh, it was good, though. Like a little dessert in the middle. Yeah, it good. It's usually a palate cleanser, yeah. Yeah, you do it yeah. I think it works nicely for that. Welcome to our next taster for Liquid Bread. Yeah, man. Tasting this uh, listener suggestion today. Uh, I'm Maddie Smith. With me, as always, are my buddies, Larry Bates. What it do? And my other buddy, the... The Bard of Bitters, uh, Rich Higgins, Master Cicero, Rich Higgins. Hey, everybody. The Bard of Bitters. Uh Um, We're very excited. I love doing these tasters. Today, we're doing a suggestion from, well, the the Twitter account is called A Cheeseburger. So we're going to thank A Cheeseburger. I love for that suggesting name. this this beer. <laughs> Thanks to Cheeseburger. Thanks to Cheeseburger. It. We're going to be drinking. Mad. I ain't Who mad at this. Who told you to do this? I ain't mad Who at this. Who told you to do that? A Cheeseburger. A Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger suggested Newcastle Brown Ale. So if you don't have it, pause the podcast. We don't mind. Head out to the store. Pick up some Newcastle Brown Ale. It's pretty common. You can get a lot of grocery stores. I yeah. think Ralph's has it here, yeah. Safeway. I'd say this was always one of my go-to bar beers i was never like a pbr guy i think yeah. i skipped kind of that like but well like in PBRs. chicago i've had some pbrs and some um um oh my god i'm blank what's it's old style, it's old it's style. It. Some, i just blanked some people yeah. we had in the northern california we had natty light well, i don't know it's not northern california Ragged specific but we had a lot of natty light in college yeah in college for yeah. sure that's when natty ice, natty ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of parties in college <laughs> this is one that i think i just started ordering a lot because i wanted something a little bit different some nuxel so with that, we've got our bottles opened. And Rich, do you want to take it away and tell us all about Newcastle? I would be happy to, yeah. Um, so go ahead and pour and uh, note the gorgeous 
pale chestnut color. I love that color. And uh, then um, you can notice the color of the foam. Uh, how would you describe the color of that foam? It's kind of like latte brown. Mm. Beige. Latte brown. <laughs> it's a little beige. It's light. It's pretty light. It's actually. light. It's light. I mean, but that might be just no, it's it's not, in yeah, contrast it's, to yeah, that. It's light. It's not brown, though. It's more white than brown. So I, I guess you're right. N- note the foam color. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to mm-hmm. that in a bit. But um, yeah, go ahead and uh, uh, smell, taste. It smells like coffee. What are you guys getting? I'm actually smelling, smells like I'm coffee. smelling okay. some, some malt, man. I'm smelling the... I kind of like mm-hmm. a coffee nut. Not hazelnut, but... I'm so, I'm so excited to be tasting this because this used to be my favorite beer like before the whole, cr- the whole craft boom. Me too. I, this was my... Well, that's what I'm saying. It was one of my go-to But, but I used to be orders. very specific. I used to be like Newcastle in the bottle. I always liked it in the bottle oh, in the better bottle. than draft. But that was when they mm. had the clear bottles too. So mm. little, little different. Yeah. I remember those clear bottles. Did you ever, did you ever chill them down, Larry, uh, and have, see how the labels slipped off? <laughs> I did not. That? No, that's dope, though. I used to, well, it sounds like you were drinking them at bars. I, I would get a, you know, a case of it or six-pack, and um, you know, I sit down at, at a party, and it was like my go-to, you know, my go-to beer at, at a party in college, and I'd pick it up and constantly you know, just be like, it would slip oh, out of my hand yes. because all the yes. glue from no, the labels no. I know exactly what you're talking slippery. about. And the labels would be nowhere near the bottle. They'd be like floating around. Well, the reason why I know what you're talking about is because I used, when I, when I used to bartend and uh, bar back, and a lot of times, sometimes we'd run out of Newcastle, uh, and I'd have to go put a bunch in like a tub and pour ice on it. And it used to be hilarious mm-hmm. to try to grab them, and they're just like slipping all off in your yeah. hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a yeah. Gr- but this used to be my favorite <laughs> beer, and I can be honest that I, I have not. Mm-hmm. I can be honest. I have not. Uh, the dog likes the beer too. I'm just going to put it right now. The puppy has been let out of the crate. She just ate dinner. And so if there's, you know, if you hear a furniture falling over, barking and stuff, but I, the dog's okay. Just, but I, I have not. Ago. I honestly have not really had this beer since probably since I met mm-hmm. you, Rich. Once I started drinking, you know, like well, let me just say since the craft, you know, and, and you might not even like that term, but uh-huh. since. Yeah, I'm just saying, like since I, I started I opening for... my mind to beer, but this, I, 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 this was my favorite beer forever. But this is probably one of the first times I've tried it in like years, which is pretty great. Yeah, it's been a while for me. They've rebranded yeah. since I last saw the bottle. Yeah. It's got they got the modern bold colors on and there. the brown yeah. bottles. Yeah, that's right. They're all they're all fancy now. Well, I I fear that our our listeners are are oh parched. sorry sorry We're yeah let's drink let's drink to, uh, drink drink Take this beer sip. so so you guys are smelling um, coffee nuts uh, I get just tons of caramel off this kind of like real sweet light caramel as yeah, well as maybe caramel. a little yes. bit of burnt yes caramel. definitely burnt caramel but it's just like big big time caramel beer um, and then uh, not a lot of fruit I don't get a lot of like apple like it's an English beer and English beers are usually known for kind of subtle hints of like baked apple or uh, orange, orange marmalade, stuff like that. I don't really get a lot of fruit off this. It's really just a malt forward beer. And then when you taste it, does it taste, you know, a lot of people like the, the myth is that dark beers are bitter, right? You know, when you mm-hmm. taste this beer, does it taste kind of low bitterness, medium bitterness, high bitterness? What do you think? I'd say, I'd say, God dog it. Now I'm thinking too much. I mean, I would have said low bitterness, but now I'm now I now like, I feel it on my tongue. So it I'm tastes medium. bitter, but it's not like aggressive. Like it doesn't feel. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go medium. When I, when I hear bitter, usually I think of that as a bit of an aggressive taste. Yeah. Mm. It's it tastes re- more refreshing than I would think like a high bitter beer would be. Yeah. Well, I do like that I've uh, uh, ruined you guys. You can't even think <laughs> of a, a three point scale. You have to you insist on a five point scale or more. So it's, <laughs> is it low or is it medium low? Is it medium medium high high? So yeah, it sounds if you're you're struggling between low or not struggling, but you're you're, you're thinking between low and medium. Low yeah, and medium, yeah, yeah. 
And that's that's where I put it too. It's not a bitter beer, but it's not, you know, it's it's not assertive. Let's put it that way. It's definitely smooth, easy drinking, a little bit of hop bitterness, but not a lot of hop aroma, not a lot of fruit aroma or spice aroma from the from the yeast. This is just about malt. And that's that's mm-hmm. what this beer is, that's what it does. Um, and you can pound it, right? This is not yeah. hard to drink. Yeah, it's very drinkable. No, it's very sessionable. Yeah. Uh, I They're, dare you to oh, find it. Oh, Larry's proud of his vocab words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to say it with a British accent, though, Larry. It's a British beer and it's sessional, sessionable. So. I can't do a British accent on cue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have to just—I have just have to be doing it to do it. Now I'm, I can't well, do it. Maybe you need <laughs> to drink some more Newcastle. Maybe some more Nuxle. Well, I dare you to find a jagged edge anywhere in this beer. It's just like yeah, it goes down very smooth. easy. I could drink this. The yeah, Lionel Richie—it's it's already going down real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, where does the so it smells? So I get a lot of like the coffee smell. Mm-hmm. Where's that smoke come from? Well, Manny, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in the coffee. coffee. Yeah, I don't really Are get you not getting coffee? No, I'm not getting coffee at all. Are you, Something's Maddie, wrong with me. I mean, I smell well, the describe malt. Your, describe your cup of coffee, Maddie. Is this a you know a latte with a bunch of milk in it? Or is no, it like usually just like a cold brew. Or? Usually like a cold brew, unsweetened. A cold brew, okay. Um, so cold brews are not known for being particularly roasty. Hmm. Uh, typically they're, they're, you know, it's a medium roast coffee that's used and it doesn't, you know, because it never really gets too hot during the, during the brewing or extraction process, it doesn't really promote any of those kind of cooked aromas. So you might get a little bit of kind of burnt toast off of that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking too much. If you smell coffee, you smell coffee. Maybe I have a sure, brain tumor. But... Who knows? You know, right <laughs> oh, I hope not. You never know. Jeez. <laughs> we got to go down and get some, <laughs> some beers over. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, yeah. So th- this beer, um, I, there are a lot of angles to this beer. I, I first want to, I want to yeah. say something really nice about it, and that this beer is is an incredibly like emotional touchstone for me because the first summer I started drinking beer, I was I was underage. You know, it's not an uncommon story here, but and I drank a bunch of Olympia as my like cheap beer, just like oh, this is this is great, this is doing the trick. And then um, this guy I knew, uh, he was a little bit older, and he's like, oh, Rich, you got to try this this Newcastle, this brown ale from England. Oh, and I tried it, and I was like, this is the most exquisite experience of my life. And I just couldn't get enough of it, um, except that it was you know three times the price of of Olympia. And so <laughs> I would drink mostly Olympia, and then I pulled some money. I think it was twenty seven dollars was a case of it at retail. Uh, this was back in. 1995, I guess. Yeah, 1995. My buddy Randy and I pulled together 27 bucks and had uh, the older brother of one of our, of our friends go buy um, a case of it. Oh wow! And uh, we're like, we we're going to invest. We want a full case of this thing. And so we hid this in my basement in my house. And every weekend we get together with some other friends, and we he and I would like order. Newcastles from our stash, and I would bring over however many Newcastles we thought we were going to drink that night, and um, it was just like the most, you know, rarefied fancy beer experience for for seventeen or eighteen year olds, and it was just this really special stuff, and I loved it. And I, I wrote a letter to the brewery, and I was like, "This isn't going to go anywhere." You know, this was before. Well, you wrote a letter. Dawn. The dawn of email, but yeah, I wrote a physical letter to the brewery, and they sent me a T-shirt back. They're like, "Oh, Richard, we're so proud to be your favorite beer. It's so oh, lovely wow. to hear hear of fans in the United States of America." <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a hoot. The T-shirt didn't fit at all, but that didn't matter. That's still dope. Yeah, so I just I love that. I love this beer. Uh, but since then, I've really you know, Larry, I'm like you. I've I've really changed, or my tastes have changed a lot, but I also know a lot more um, styles of beer and flavor combinations that are in beer. And I think when you're drinking 
you know, kind of from a smaller menu of beer, this beer really sticks out. But nowadays I, you know, there's so many different brown ales and, yeah. uh, you know, American brown ale, English brown ale, uh, you know, this is from the Northern part of England. So it's got a different water profile, different um, history of using hops than like the Southern English or London brown ale, which is a totally sweet, weird sort of brown ale compared to this. So there's just so many different, um, you know, variations and, and interpretations out there of beer and brown ales that I don't know. I just, I don't drink this stuff as much anymore. Um, and some of the, the uh, lure or the allure, I suppose, was was lost when I found out that it was uh, primarily colored with caramel color. And oh. so uh, it doesn't have a lot of dark malt in it. Oh. So there might be oh, some, sure. but the color of that foam is proof that it's been uh, it's been doctored a little bit. So a oh. uh, l- little bit of a tip. If you are drinking a, a dark beer and the, the foam seems a little too light in color for how dark the beer is. I'm not saying that that you know uh, uh, crazy things have occurred or a brewery did something bad to the beer, but they're just they're you know there are multiple ways to make a beer dark, and one way is to add a, a very small amount of something that's very dark in color, and so that will darken the color of the beer without darkening the color of the foam very much, and that could be roasted malts, uh, you know something that's very traditional and and has a lot of dark color. Um, another thing you can do though is to use um, dark caramel coloring. And uh, that color adjustment is, I shouldn't say it's not traditional because it is traditional. English beer has been using that sort of stuff for, for a couple centuries now. Um, but uh, it's pretty rare for, you know, well-respected beers with a lot of uh, nuance of flavor and complexity and all that to be doing that. And so mm. um, this beer is just it's a little bit simpler and it's, uh, it's still super enjoyable and super drinkable. Um, but it just doesn't quite have the uh, the allure that I'm, I'm looking for most. Well, it 100% was my favorite beer for the longest time, and partly because it reminded me of my gateway beer to other styles and flavors in in college, mm. which mm. was a beer called Honey Brown. And I don't know who okay. who makes Honey Brown. J.W. Dundee. Yeah, but like Honey Brown was the beer for me that made me go, oh, beer is more than you know what i assume like you know the 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 whole like you know budweiser pilsner yellow um, fizz exactly and so it reminds me of that but i will say and i'm speaking just like emotionally uh and i'm cuz i'm not going to try to break down the the flavors but like a fuller's esb when i drink that now it <clears throat> reminds me of what i thought this was for me does that make any sense mm-hmm. yeah I just yeah, like like sure. the like the sweet the sweet kind of malty flavor well balanced beer so it's so mm. interesting to come back to this now having mm. not drank it in a while and be like oh i actually I, that's what i you know you know what i mean so it's but it's yeah. i'm so glad we're i like it yeah and i don't mean to disparage it this way but it doesn't feel as it's not a strong flavor it feels like it's i don't want to say it's well, not is that complex good or bad, simple, though? that's what i'm saying it's it, not necessarily good or bad it, yeah. it it makes it i in some ways it makes it more drinkable and if mm-hmm. i'm sitting at like a bar with sure. a bunch of friends and i want to have a few beers this might be something i go for rather than like that stronger a little more hard or just something that is like more specific and punchier of a flavor like i could mm-hmm. sit and down a bunch of these and it's very refreshing but at the same time, when I'm sitting here in the context of us, oh, put it in your mouth, let it sit. T- I'm not that we've done that, but you know, let it sit in your mouth, like tail and tongue. It's it it doesn't feel as as full, strong flavored, as specific as a as lot of beers that we've tried. Robust. Yeah. yeah, yeah, robust. Well, I think is the is a good word for it because even yeah, but complexity. I know, all, like simple beers can be. Well, there there are a few things to to keep in mind. You know, one is just frame of reference or perspective. You know, like. To, to compare it to Fuller's ESB is, is a great comparison in a lot of ways because it does share 
some of the, the same malt aromas, but it's, it's lacking a lot of the other, um, aromas, but also, uh, tastes that, yes. that Fuller's has tastes, um, like sweetness and bitterness. And for a lot of people, they're like, why would I ever waste my time drinking Fuller's ESB? Because it's too intense for me. It's a little bit too sweet. Mm. It's too bitter. Um, and it's got too much going on. I would much rather drink something more refreshing, like, like Newcastle, mm-hmm. you know, so to each their own, but also sure. Larry, even, even in mentioning Fuller's ESB, that's like, it's almost considered a session beer in the United States, but in, in Britain, it's like, it's a beer that if you have more than one of, like you, you get looked at in the bar as, as an alcoholic, like you're drinking too much <laughs> oh, because wow. it's like five and a half percent alcohol. I, I'm exaggerating. A I, bit. I understand your point. You know, yeah. Typically they'll, they'll drink, you know, beers that are like a session beer, uh, over there is like, you know, 4% alcohol. And Fuller's ESB is five and a half or five point eight or something like I that. Some Fuller's terrifyingly ESB. high I number. I love it. Um, so you know, keep in mind drinkability and how much you're going to be drinking of these beers, and you know what sort of day you just had and what what sort of conversations you want to have. Like, if you just want to like shoot the shit and drink some beer, like go for Newcastle. If you want to have mm-hmm. a beer that's going to be a little bit more assertive and maybe interrupt your thoughts and your your conversation, you know, you want to you want to have a fancier, more flavorful beer. The other thing with this is it's also not super expensive. I was, I, yeah. it's funny because I was saying how expensive it was for me as a 17 year old, but it's really not that expensive a beer in the grand scheme of things. Now that we know the high end of, of craft beer prices. And so this is brewed. So, so Newcastle is, is a, a brewery called Scottish and Newcastle that's now uh, part of the Heineken conglomerate. Mm-hmm. So it's owned by Heineken and Larry, your precious, I'm, I'm picking on you here a little bit. Your precious Fuller's ESB is owned by, um, Oh shoot! Who is it? Sapporo, I think, in Japan, but maybe Asahi, but a, a big Japanese brewery. Okay. And so um, there are a lot of people who, every time a, a brewery is purchased, the, the people who like that brewery's legacy brands lose their minds because they think that these beers are going to change. And sometimes they do change, and sometimes they don't. But regardless, I think that you know Heineken has been working for a long time to keep Newcastle at a price point that they want, which is maybe just a little bit more, you know, a little bit elevated above super cheap stuff, but they give you a good bang for your buck. You know, it's really good, interesting flavor and a nice mellow beer for not mm-hmm. crazy amounts of money. Whereas something like Fuller's ESB is a lot more expensive. Uh, so there, I'll, yeah. I'll get off my high horse of, of <laughs> like liking everything, but, um, but so it's yeah, not crazy to come. It's not, it's not crazy to compare this to Fuller's ESB. I mean, like they're similar. No, no. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to nerd out about styles, they are different styles. Sure. sure. Um, you know, ESB is a strong bitter and, uh, Trivia, I guess. Um, ESB, so Fuller's ESB is what was sort of the model for a lot of American craft breweries when they brewed ESBs. But in Britain, ESB is, it's, it's only used for Fuller's. So a lot of breweries brew similar, you know, beers within that style, that strong bitter style, they never call it ESB. So if you talk to a Brit about ESB, you're only talking about Fuller's. You're only talking about Fuller's. Uh, So let me ask you, because Rich, then, I mean, and obviously you don't have, a bottle from 1995 in front of you to taste oh, it, I but wish just I did. but just now that now it's brewing, it's a, you know it's brewed by the Lagunitas Brewery owned by Heineken. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Has there been a significant taste change? Has the recipe changed a lot? Like, is this not the original Newcastle Brown Ale that someone who time traveled from 1995, <laughs> you know, well, these things are real rich, zips through time and comes out here and he tastes the beer? Is it? <laughs> these things are always changing. Mm-hmm. They're always changing, regardless of whether it's you know brewery ownership or just you know brewery trying to stay uh, stay profitable, but also stay you know in touch with uh, with the trends and all that. You know, I remember Newcastle being extremely malty in 1995, and I had very little frame of reference. Then I uh, drank it a handful of times in the you know mid 2000s and thought it had gotten really kind of weak and watery, which was kind of upsetting to me. I was I was bummed out, and then I um, 
I was checking in a hotel in uh, Seattle a couple years ago. I just had this monster day uh, taking the train up from Portland up to Seattle, and the train had gotten delayed by hours and hours. And so that, of course, meant I had to go to the nearest brew pub I could find in Portland and uh, had a couple too many beers. And then just it took forever, and there was a rainstorm, of course. So by the time I got checked in the hotel at midnight in Seattle, um, they said, hey, welcome, Mr. Higgins. Uh, can we offer you a, a beer or a glass of wine? And I said, yeah, please, let's, let's do a beer. And they said, okay. Um, so the bar is shut down because it's midnight, uh, but I have uh, one beer that's cold behind the front desk here. It's a Newcastle Brown Ale. Would that be okay? <laughs> I said, hell yeah. So <laughs> took that up to the hotel room, and I pounded that thing, and I was impressed. It was actually a little bit more bitter than I had remembered it. And uh, it was, you know, it was the right beer at the right time and the right place, and it was a it was a, a a lifesaver for me. Well, see, well, see, that's that's my thing because I, I remember Rich, um, you know, once you know, once I met you, like once I started dating my wife and then met you and so forth, and I remember you talking to me about the importance of bottles and how brown bottles keep the light out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I specifically remember when I was bartending, I loved Newcastle in the bottle more than on tap. And then okay. once I started talking to you, it's because it. There was I, was it in it was in a green bottle before? No, it was, was a, it, no. it was a it was clear. a clear bottle. It was oh, a clear bottle. Was, yeah. So I remember I remember, remember, I remember thinking after talking to you, oh, why I liked it is probably because it was a little skunky, mm-hmm. maybe. But that maybe, that, yeah. that read to me as bitterness for some mm-hmm. reason, and I just like I liked that I got a little bit of the caramelly flavor and a little bit of mm. rah, Whereas <laughs> when I drank the the tap, it was just smooth. I mean, I would drink. The tap, I liked yeah. it, but Newcastle in a bottle mm-hmm. um, was. And, and I will be honest, tasting this one now that it's in a brown bottle, it it tastes a little different than I remember, which is just okay. an interesting lesson. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off by by saying, first of all, Larry, you're probably wrong about the skunkiness, and the <laughs> second thing is we. Are, there's so many variables. It's it's impossible to really. I'm probably wrong about most things well, in my life. I'm just telling I'm you. The all I'm wrong. just trying you're to tell you is. You're basing it on an important lesson, which is that, uh, uh, you know, keeping beer dark is important to make it so that the hop compounds don't end up skunking. Light right? is the so enemy of beer. I know. It is an enemy of beer, but yes, it's the it's enemy. However, there are some beers that have so, so few hops in them whatsoever that you don't really get So you're saying light effects. would not affect this beer whatsoever? No, because if. I of course, just said that the it's enemy a little bit more beer. bitter than I thought. <laughs> I thought it was more bitter than, than I had remembered when I recently tasted it. it. So it's possible that there are enough hops in there that you would notice it. But the other thing is, and this is usually something that's done by larger breweries that are trying to make sure that their beer is as stable <gasps> and uh, it's the same experience everywhere you go. They can use unskunkable or skunk-proof uh, advanced hop products, they're called. Oh, and so you can, you can make it so that you can add bitterness to the beer without having that skunking occur, which is something that Corona should do, but they wow. don't. But Miller Genuine Draft does. Finally so a weapon see, against the villain. But, but, Rich, I gotta, but I got Rich, I got to ask you. So am I crazy to think that it tasted different in a bottle than on draft? No, you're not. So this is where things get really loosey-goosey. I, I don't know. There's so many variables. One thing that I, that comes to mind for me is the difference between bottle and tap. Tap is usually kept colder in, in – the cold chain is, I hear is you. better I hear established you. for, I hear you. for I hear you. kegs. I but bottles – Typically, they're stored warm. I got so you. So warm. So another enemy of beer, Maddie. Uh-huh. Warmth will will age a beer faster. Another and enemy, aging yeah. effects is fruit aromas start to taste riper. So like a green apple. Well, I shouldn't say green apple, but you know, like a, a a yellow banana aroma will start to smell and taste like brown banana. And things like caramels start start to taste a little bit more cooked. So things like 
light caramel turns to dark caramel, caramel turns to toffee or something like that. So you, so if you wanted that caramel malt in there, that could be, you know, something that comes from the, the warm storage or warm aging of those cans. So I'm wrong. I'm wrong with why the, it could be different, but I'm not Mm -hmm. wrong at the fact that it did taste different. You are exactly you're you're, yeah. you're wrong and right. But I remember when I one of the things I thought about was Newcastle when I met you and you started breaking stuff down to me. I remember that, okay. that was at one time we were in San Francisco and you told me. Remember I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about beer all night. I was <laughs> yeah, like I, I was like oh that's why I like. So I was wrong, but I was kind of right. Awesome, Larry. I was I was probably in the next room not sleeping also. So excited about beer. <laughs> uh, beer. I got a convert. I got a sucker. <laughs> so, so Rich, real quick, I have a question. It's kind of important. Yeah. So I got a letter today, a letter okay. in the mail. I have a brother, a long lost brother I didn't know about. Send him a Newcastle. I called teacher. my dad. You've met the good Dr. Smith. He's, he verified it. He's like, son, I've kept this other brother from you for years. Oh, boy. It's getting juicy. He's coming for dinner tonight. This ain't good. He's coming for dinner tonight. In my fridge, I have two, I have four, no, I got six Newcastles because you can drink a bunch of them. You can oh, enjoy a bunch of them. Shit. But I've also, it's my brother. I didn't know all my life I've lived decades without knowing how a brother. I've got to make him a meal. Is he older gotta, or younger? Quick. He's younger. Younger. He's younger oh, than damn. me. He's, he's 10 years younger. So he's a little. 10? Oh, Yeah, he's shit. 10 years younger. Yes. He, so this is important <laughs> to introduce him to a, a, a great pairing of, a great bringing together of beer and food. What is the food that I should make my younger brother, Klaus? That will just <laughs> blow him away. His name is Klaus. Klaus. My dad Klaus. was my dad was on a trip to Germany. We didn't oh, know. Oh, Klaus. It's all it's complicated. Oh yeah. So what do I, what do I make for Klaus? Uh, well, traditional is Plowman's lunch, which is uh, really good um, country bread and really good cheeses. Uh, not very complex, but um, or not really very fancy, but uh, absolutely delicious with this beer. Um, beyond that, I would say roast chicken. Any sort of roast chicken dish would be fantastic with it. Uh, if these don't sound exciting, it's because I am talking about traditional stuff, which is uh, from England, which is not known for being the most exciting <laughs> cuisine. Well, it's also it's also kind of a low, like I, when you always ask, like intensity wise, it's pretty low intensity, I think. Yeah, flavor wise. Yeah, so, it's not like so we're it's not going to bring out like a, yeah. uh, you know big bomb of a you know steak with foie gras and, and truffles and stuff on it that are really rich because this beer won't stand up to that. I'll keep so the foie gras in the fridge. I think Klaus is going to be <laughs> pissed off that he came <laughs> no, no, no. across All the these years I brought a and bread and cheese. <laughs> Klaus is going to love uh, the uh, chicken korma that you cook for him. Oh, uh, served with the um, served with the the biryani as well, the the lamb, or as they would say, the mutton biryani. So uh, we're talking here starchy foods, okay, or mm-hmm. creamy foods. So korma is a uh, Indian curry that usually has cream added to it. Um, so that creaminess is remember the plowman's lunch is is bread and cheese, right? Mm-hmm. So let's take our cheese and turn it into the creaminess of korma. Okay, and let's take our bread and turn it into the uh, um, the starchiness of um, I'm already blanking. What did I just say? Oh yeah, the, the biryani. Yeah, so the starchiness of the rice. Okay, so those are your, your base uh, flavors there that are going to be in those dishes, and then from there you can add um, some chicken, some mutton, some salty, savory meats, uh, which are going to go well with things that are uh, cooked and roasty or grilled and caramelly, which is this beer, right? So if you take malt and toast it, it gets all those kind of Maillard flavors, they're called, which are those kind of browned flavors. And if you cook uh, meat, you get those same flavors, and they're all good and happy together. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a Great. good set of pairings there. Well, I'll let you know what Klaus thinks. I'll let you know how it goes. I hope we, he's a fan. Let me know how this goes, goddammit. Yeah. Like, I don't have a man. brother yet. I never had a brother. This sounds emotional, man. Very, man, what the hell? Big day for me. I, I, it's been on my mind. Wait till I go home and tell Rachel. <laughs> <laughs>
I tell you, You're I have quite sm- a poker face, Maddie. I've smelled coffee. I know, yeah. It's you been, still it's smell been coffee. A I still smell coffee all the way down. I've smelled a little bit of coffee. I no coffee. <clears throat> you know what? We're all sensitive to different things. Yeah. You know, and and, and different amounts of uh, aromas will trigger different people. So, um, I actually just came Rich's back kind. to my office to do this call right after uh, going to a coffee shop. So. Uh, I I have a, a different threshold for coffee right now, probably. Yeah, yeah, coffee in the brain. Well, I didn't, and I don't smell coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Larry. <laughs> Larry, he's going to replace you with Klaus. I know, I know, I know. Klaus is going. This is my buddy Klaus. Hello, Shabazz. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What was I, don't, that? I don't know. I don't. I forgot what. I forgot what country you said he was from. I just said some. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. I don't know. That might be offensive. Excuse me. <laughs> Cut that out if you have <laughs> to. to you, German listener. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Rich. Yeah, this was thank a you, a cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, I want to thank a cheeseburger. Uh, I have written thanks this, a cheeseburger. This actual Twitter handle I'll use because it was from at I don't know who cares <laughs> the Twitter handle of a cheeseburger. Thank you for re- for recommending uh, Appreciate Newcastle it. Brown. Ale. I'm so happy I got to drink this beer. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah. This was my joint back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Again, if you have any suggestions for us, email us at liquidbreadpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, at liquidbreadpod. Uh, Instagram, at liquidbreadpod. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, until next time. And here comes Larry with our great show tagline catchphrase. Happy beering. His face is... Oh, no. I can't go. Happy beery. It's beautiful. I can't stop. Happy beery. It's mesmerizing. (laughs) Okay, okay. 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 I quit. I quit. All right.